Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 3, Episode 1. It's called Evolution. So full spoilers for the episode as always. Uh, feels it's feels exciting season saying season three. You know, it's always nice to get to that new number and because I'm going to be saying it for a while. You know, it's it's new and fresh right now. I mean, I'll be bored of it in about six episodes time, but I've been yeah, saying season two get, for a while. You get about half a year out of it. Yeah, so yeah, it's exactly half a year actually because it's twenty six episodes. I think uh, we're back to the full amount. So yeah, first episode of season three. Interesting premise. Uh, roller coaster ride of quality i guess <laughs> there was there was because there was parts of this episode where i'm like oh i really like this idea and then it went to oh this is kind of fun in a bad way and then it went to this is just kind of bad in a bad way and then it went to being kind of fun again and i was I, I didn't know what to make of it i i would say there is about eight to ten minutes of good content right and then a lot of mediocrity i don't know if i'd say a lot of mediocrity i, I feel like there's about eight to ten minutes of good content there's about another 10 minutes of this is kind of amazingly hilarious, right? I mean, at least for me, there, there, there was a uh, moment... Yeah, I don't think I ever got there. No, no, no. There was a moment early on where Crusher, because Crusher's back, right? She's back back as the, the, the ship's doctor. And she comes to Picard to talk about her concerns for her young Wesley, who's now 17 years old. And he's a weird kid. He has no friends. He's, he's you know, he's, she's asking Picard, you know, what's he like? And he's like, oh, well, he's a, he's a proper student. He's doing well. He's working hard. And like, no, no, no. What's he like? Does he have friends? Has he ever been in love? And all I could say was, <laughs> Mama Crusher, when it comes to the ladies, <laughs> Wesley's in complete control. That's all I could think about during that scene. And she's all worried about him, and it just—it was really making me laugh. And then she's concerned that he's not, you know, rebelling and getting into trouble because you know Picard admits that he was getting into a lot of trouble when he was seventeen. She, she was too. And she's like, "Well, it's kind of weird that he's not, right?" And later on in the episode, when you realize that the thing that's going on, the reason why the computer on the ship is a is basically like breaking down and doing weird erratic things, is as if it's like. I don't know. Um, seen seen its own despair and is now the terrified of the the thought of existence. It's existential crisis. I don't know what you want to call it. And you find out that Wesley essentially modified some nanites that kind of started uh, breeding is not the right word, but multiplying and fred into the ship because he left the container open by accident. And they've taken over the ship. And all of that, later on in the episode, they become so sentient and are growing at such a rate and become self-aware that they have to give them a plan at the end of the episode because now they're a life form and if they have the choice, they can't kill it because it's a life form now that is learning and growing and adapting. Wesley Crusher! This is his 17-year-old mistake. This is his rebellious act. This is his, you know, oh, I've I, I mean, I, I done a doofus. I've done goofs. The chump can't even manage an all-nighter. <laughs> what sort of 17-year-old student can't do an all-nighter for their final project? <laughs> well, there's a moment where he's, try, he's kind of saying to the guy, you know, I, I might have done this. And I did laugh, actually, because he says... So, first of all, credit to the writers, because he says the, the word gigabytes at one point, and I thought, oh, you know what, for 1988 or whatever year this is, this episode aired, maybe 1990, yeah, something like that, uh, 89, 90. Like, hmm. that's actually... Okay, 
You know what? That, you used a real word that is a computery word that I, I'm sure at the time, you know, most people would never have been able to do that. When, when I hear people, because ju- just two days ago, me and Tim on Streams After Midnight were reviewing Jason X, which came out in 2001, might I add. A fair bit after this, right? 2001. Mm-hmm. And at one point, the Android chick... Uh, gets uh, an upgrade, right? You'd call it an upgrade, where she's got more, you know, combat skills, martial arts. She comes. Why she's dressed like she's out of the Matrix now? I mean, that's just you know, taste of the era, whatever. Yeah, but early two thousands is the answer to that. But the nerdy kid, the nerdy guy who sort of gave her the upgrade, doesn't say I gave her an upgrade. He says I gave her an upload, and it just it's like what. <laughs> <laughs> this, thing, this dialogue is stupid right so I'll give the credit that said though I did kind of chuckle because to myself I thought well we're already kind of past gigabytes now to terabytes in terms of like talking about large amounts of storage so I thought this is like 500 years in the future and they're still on gigabytes to be fair though it's like gigabytes on such a tiny scale true yeah they're on nanites which admittedly is tiny little tiny little little all robot things. The, the <laughs> so, way you were putting on a voice made it sound like you were doing like a, a, a bit from a movie. Look, look. I, I, at first, I thought, are you describing a leprechaun? No, not describing. I would not make a leprechaun reference. How dare you? I don't know. You just talked about. I spent like thirty seconds talking about Jason X. Jason X is a good movie, though. <laughs> I'm All sorry. Right. Did you not like the scene where? With nanites, by the way, there's nanites in that movie. The nanites reform Jason's corpse into Uber Jason. Of course you do. How is that better than Leprechaun? Oh, it's so much better than Leprechaun. It's, don't even... I don't know how I got through that with a straight face. Uh, Tim might kill me, though, if he hears that. But anyway, so Wesley, Wesley's behind it all, right? He's like Palpatine. He's behind it all. Uh, sure. <laughs> come on, if this isn't future... Little incel emperor in the making. I don't know what is. I'm not so, sure I can argue with that. But yeah, so we got some things to talk about, all in the plot and like sort of how they tackle that. Uh, we have uh, the new uniforms, which obviously have the same sort of design stylistically, but they're not a one piece anymore. Uh, at the request of Patrick Stewart himself, they asked him what he wanted at the end of season two, and he said, "I want new uniforms." Although notably, and I remember reading this last year, he still sort of does the the Picard maneuver where he pulls it down. Because he just he'd gotten used to doing it, and it was like part of the character now, so he just kept doing it. But the reason why he did that originally yeah. is because it was riding up when he was pulling it. Uh, so, uh, so we got they that. It did look better. No, they absolutely do look better. Uh, they look more comfortable as actors, you know. Uh, like I mean, that helps. They just look more professional, though, don't they? A little more professional. You know, you don't feel like all the men are kind of uncomfortable because I, I can just imagine it sort of pulling everything up. Like the entire time, mm, yeah. uncomfortably. So everyone just looks comfortable, more comfortable. Uh, so that's good. Crusher's back, as we said. Uh, not much of an explanation. They do refer to the fact that she's been gone for a year. They don't really talk about why. There's, you know, there's a little bit of angst between her and Wesley because Wesley's like, "Ah, oh, you haven't been, even been here." Uh, there's oh, a little bit of that. that stuff. But you know, they do acknowledge she was gone, which also apparently was at the request of Patrick Stewart. Uh, uh, the card of the Wikipedia page that, that I glanced she was at. Gone or that she's back. That she's back. You know, he he requested that she come back. He said, "Fire that other one, and bring her back." Uh, uh, in that exact phrasing, I'm sure. Well, Wikipedia did say that he said, "Fire whatever her name is and hire right, back her." Uh, although apparently, one of the producers like uh, always wanted to bring her back. It was it wasn't a permanent thing. It was it was it was, it was, it was, it was, it was one person yeah. on the team who didn't want her, and that was why she was gone. And then they left and. Yeah, that sounds totally plausible. 
Yeah. Uh, so then it, she's it back. It wasn't us. It was, it, was, it was that guy who left. He didn't want you there, and, and he somehow outvoted all of us. If he's high enough, high up enough, he's like, we're the head producers. I mean, sure, but... Do you honestly think this doesn't sound plausible? I, I mean, it just sounds a bit like an excuse that they've given after. It's like, hey, no, no, it was all that guy who left. And, you know, we all love you. We want you back. But uh, there's just nothing we could ever do about it. I don't know. It, it just sounds like a perfect excuse. Even if it is true, it sounds like it could be a perfect excuse. The fact that it... Blame the guy who's no longer there. No, the fact that they actually f followed up on it, it <laughs> makes me think it is probably just accurate because they did. They immediately brought her back. <laughs> immediately. It depends. It depends how insistent Patrick Stewart was. I mean, I'm sure that helped, but like, I don't know. I I, I feel like you'd be extra cynical here for like no reason. There's, there's nothing to prompt this cynicism in this case. I'm I'm actually sorry I brought it up because I had to listen to you ramble on for ten seconds about your insane negativity, right? Ten whole so seconds as like. Less than a fifth the time you spent this episode talking about Jason X, so shut up. Jason X was time well spent. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so, so yes, yeah, so we got her back. Uh, she's you know, she's back. She fits in as if she was never gone. Uh, aside from the fact that they mentioned she was gone for a while. Uh, no, no mention as to where where the other one went though. <laughs> no, no, nothing. I mean, I guess they're just. You just don't need her if you've got an, if you if your other chief officer comes back. It's like, well, you can go then. Yeah, uh, they also have a little bit of a sort of mention that Wesley might even feel a little bit of angst with her being, you know, every, every other one, who, every, every other sort of student who's out here studying on the Enterprise doesn't have to, you know, have their mother around. So uh, they sort of, it's, at least briefly, thought the idea that that's maybe a stress. Um, I didn't hate the scene it's... at the end either. Uh, uh, really? I didn't hate it. It was fine. I, mean, I didn't love it either. It was, you know, I thought it was interesting that we actually cut to a subplot to end the episode rather than, you know, because usually it's, you know, the main thing's done. There'll be a, a, a nice moment with Picard or Riker or whoever on the, on the bridge. Sure. Uh, but this was like, no, it cut to like essentially the, 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 the DB plot, which is uh, the Crushers. I get, yeah, I get why you would like it in terms of the writing structure. You know, oh, we'll mm. wrap this up as the ending, and it feels neat and narrative. Yeah, you know, I get that. Yeah, they went with a little uh, joke moment instead of. I mean, it's, I mean, there's often a little joke moment, but they went with a, a little joke moment that was separate from the the main plot. Yeah. I just didn't enjoy the scene itself, even though I agree with you structurally that I think it's a smart choice to kind of switch up your plots and use that as your ending. Yeah, because she's watching uh, Wesley with friends and a girl and. Uh, she's all happy that he's, 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 he seems to be happy with someone and she's attractive and then he go, and she immediately pauses and goes, actually, what do you know about her, Gaiden? <laughs> let's, 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 let's look her up. Uh, you know, classic, you know, parent-kid humour. Uh, so, yeah, the main plot of the episode, though, is that there's this, I mean, other than the fact that the nanny go nuts, that's kind of what interrupts the main plot, but the, the, the planned main plot is that this, this doctor dude is out here to set out his big egg, uh, which is not a literal egg, it's a mechanical device, but yeah, because there's this uh, sun uh, that explodes on the surface every 200 years. I think it was every, every 196 years, exactly, uh, yeah. like clockwork. And because they've got a chance to kind of examine this, he's been working his whole life towards this. And obviously, because he's known since he was studying this, you know, as a young man, probably, that this is exactly when it's all building up to. He's, he's got the deadline. He knows, he knows when it's Pretty happening. Uh, and he's determined to have this all go, but of course the computer starts malfunctioning. They, we have a we have a Borg scare at one point where you know Worf's like, oh there's a Borg ship, you know, you know, 
Yeah, that that would have uh, livened this episode up for sure. Um, and they all, they all brace themselves and all like, oh shit, oh shit, you know, and it's like, oh wait, it's disappeared. And it's like, oh, it's the computer. Because the first thing that happened, one of the first things that happens anyway is just like, oh, the the, the, the food uh, thingamajig is just replicator. <laughs> you go- replicator! It's a goddamn replicator. Are you sure? Yep. Or synthesizer. Either one will do. But replicator or molecular synthesizer is a device that uses matter energy and conversion technology similar to a transport to produce almost anything from a ship's replicator uh, reserves. And there's photos this of it. This does not sound familiar at all. No, a replicator. I've had. I've, I've said this. Well, my brain has clearly not absorbed that word. I'm, I'm on uh, memory no, I'm alpha. Not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not questioning the, the legitimacy of your information. I'm questioning my own brain. Bloody hell. Yeah, so this glitching is doing various things. Eventually, uh, the Doctor Man's not very happy that they're considering leaving because they think it's maybe something to do with the, the vicinity of the star that's causing the, the problems. And he's very upset about this. He's determined to have them stay. When they find out what's really going on, because Wesley has to sort of own up to it and go and tell them all. Um, if I, I was a little disappointed that Picard didn't seem more pissed at Wesley for, uh, <laughs> for crippling the ship. I mean, he literally cripples the ship. Like, they, everything is malfunctioning. Yeah. Hel- health, yeah. Uh, the, you know, the, the health systems, the, the, the shields, the... It starts poisoning them at one point. Well, no, 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 no. Well, okay, yes, but that's not one of the random things. That's, no, that's, no a... That's, a, that's a reaction layer. That... But the point is, it's still, it's still caused from his negligence of leaving a container open. He created a new life form. This is what I was saying at the start. Listen, listen to the sentence this episode essentially gives us. Wesley Crusher is a god and creates a new life form. Well, isn't being a god how you prove that he's a wonderkind? Why am I supposed to address that? What? what, what... Yeah, the, 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 whole, the whole big conversation in this between him and the Doctor is that, oh, yo, you're a Wonderkin just like I was, and you've got to live up to that potential. So he I mean, decided yeah, to be a god. They've told us this before. This was no, way no, back, I know, but way it back was, in it was my... season one. We had the, the whole alien dude who was like, oh, he's special, and he sees things differently than everyone else. And No, no, I get that. that that's why this, this was here. Right? It, was, it was reminding you, hey, remember this? Just so that, hey, look, see, God, potential fulfilled. Well, you're saying this episode is just to fulfill that prophecy from season one, so they've done it and they can tick it off and never mention it again? Uh, no, it's not fulfilling that prophecy, but in the sense that he is already, you know, living up to his potential, even if he hasn't done, you know, what if there is some specific thing that he does rather than just, you know, be generally great. Uh, anyway, you know, the, another example of it. The point I was getting at, though, is I was surprised there was not more of a reaction from Picard and Raker that Wesley... You know, d- did something this severe? You know, even if it was accidental. I mean, I expected them to like, be, you know, okay, like, be fine with them after a bit. But I was expecting some some stern looks and like talk. You know, the tone of voice to be a bit harsh for at least a scene. Whilst Picard's, you know, processing the fact that Wesley's nearly killed them all. Like that might have been something that I was expecting. And maybe he's just used to Wesley now. I don't know. But like, it, it just I, I was missing that beat for me. I feel like he'd be pretty annoyed at any officer who'd caused this. Yeah, but quite the fact... fairly. Yeah, but he also hates kids, so it's, this is like a double, double he whammy. I, want, I wonder if it's like Seventeen's getting to the point now where he's not kiddish enough to be annoying to Picard. Hmm. 
I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so... So uh, the doctor dude ends up shooting you know, because they're like, no, no. If if they're if they're smart enough to learn and expand, then we can't just kill them. And the doctor dude kind of tries to blast a phaser at the engine, you know, during the engine room uh, against everyone's sort of wishes, and they have to sort of you know confine them to quarters. Where we actually get a really hilarious scene where the nanites try to electrocute him, and we get like this, you know, the electric effect, the, the lightning effect coming from the the, the console yep. device, and it's a classic. He's got the the blue lightning all over him, and it's it's, it's pretty silly. But um, this is what I'm talking about, where it was kind of virtually, you know, there were scenes with with I talk about Wesley at the start between Picard and Crusher that I thought was funny. Him his attempted murder was really funny. Um, but then there's other scenes where the Doctor's just complaining uh, and talking to Wesley about uh, being a wunderkind and wanting to do his life's work that I just thought were kind of dull, and those weren't really doing anything for me. Yeah, no, I'm with you, and I I I thought the execution was maybe a little bit funny the the stuff about you know with uh with between crush and picard about wesley yeah i didn't find that that amusing either that was just kind of dull and tedious is probably the word i'd use to describe it i don't know maybe it's not that funny on its own but given the, the 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 conversation and the thought process of our discussions since you know throughout the whole show that scene was hilarious to me I, I was I was having a ball during that scene. I, I get where you're coming from, but for me, it just uh, it just uh, didn't get there. Mm. Yeah, also, we should mention actually the uh, the old start of the title sequence was a little bit different. Uh, they had, they've got some new planety effects at the start of it. Yeah, yeah, it was, and I, I, I maybe I've just kind of gotten used to not noticing it, and I'm just looking for new things because it's a new season. Mm-hmm. Does it always come up with the episode title at the end of the credits? Uh, start of the well, start of the uh, credits after the t- after the the open. So like at the start, so you always get the t- the credits after yeah. the opening title sequence. I, yep. I, I I feel like it's usually at the start of that rather than at the end of the actual intro. But yeah, maybe. I mean, either way, I mean, yeah, it's usually there. I remember seeing it. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. It was just one of those things that I'm like, I'm like oh, I don't remember seeing that in a while. And again, it's just one of those things that I think uh, you just stop noticing and then because you kind of tune out I mean, during I, the opening. Oh, it's something that most TV shows did up until like the mid nineties. Like it was a really common thing, and then it for was, some yeah. and for some reason they stopped putting the titles at the start. I don't know why, but uh, maybe it was the the uh, the expansion of the TV guide it was a bit more common, and we started getting it digitized. That they just thought, eh, we don't need it as much. People can see the episode if they, you know if they if they want to. But that logic, why even have the title of the show in the start? Well, a lot of shows dropped that as well, didn't they? <laughs> well, no, even if they drop the the whole title sequence, they still have usually like a five second thing with just the title of the show. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah the title of the show is still that's the one thing that's stuck even today. It is. It is. Um, I mean, honestly, it is kind of irrelevant in the sense of giving you the information. That's more just. It's only... like, you know, when you watch it, when you watch a movie, it still ha- it often will still have a title card. Very, very few actually tell you the episode titles on screen. I mean, Stranger Things is one of the few that I can think of right now that does it. Mm. Uh, there is, I'm sure there's another one that I can't think of that's done I feel it recently. Like there was something we spoke about recently that did. Yeah, but it's not, it's not common. Right. I mean, they're the, the exceptions. Everything else doesn't do it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's done that the whole show. I mean, that's not anything. Maybe, maybe they've moved it slightly in terms of where it t- shows up, but it's always been there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's just you stop paying attention to the open titles because. Yeah, they're opening titles, right? They're the same, but you know, start of a new season, you you're looking to see, oh, has anything changed? And obviously, it caught my eye this time when it hasn't done for a while. 
It's funny because I actually I remembered like this this episode was going to be Wesley focused and in the first like 10, 15 minutes I was like yeah obviously there's a little bit of Wesley stuff here because he's you know his mum's like th- thinking he's being weird but that's oh, really just a subplot he's not actually that much of a focus and then there's the scene where he's like laying traps in the bar and Guinan's like what are you doing <laughs> he's like oh well and I, you're like- He's, he's like, oh, well, I was doing this thing with nanites, and I'm like, where's this going? Oh, no. And then, then he's like, oh, wait, has nanites escaped? I was like, oh, Wesley's behind all of this. This is all on Wesley. Okay, so it is going to be super Wesley-focused, mm. uh, yeah. which isn't necessarily a, a, you know, a death sentence for, for the show. I mean, honestly, I don't think this episode's that bad. I, I think this episode's kind of, you know, in the sort of middling territory. I don't, I don't think it's you know, down there with not, the worst. It's not terrible, but it's really dull for the most part. I really like the like the last like five minutes or so of the main plot when uh you know when when it gets to the point where the nanites can actually communicate and they, they kind of take over data with his permission to yeah, talk yeah. to them. Yeah, data you know, uh, they have like a, a voice effect or someone else doing the voice as he's talking, you know, or, you know, for them, they're talking through him and uh, they they just kind of accept that yeah okay we'll stop fighting. Yeah, peace, why not? Uh, after the doctor did apologize for you know killing a bunch of them. And then say, hey, we need a bigger home. This ship's uh, not big enough anymore. We need to expand. So, yeah, they give them the planet. And why I did notice that, to explain the ending of this, uh, there was a really big captain's log at the end. And obviously, we've always had the captain's log from Picard. This is definitely the biggest one we've ever had at the end of an episode where I felt like it was like, we, we want to explain all of the outcome here and explain, okay, this is what the solution was. This is what we're doing now. Um... And I felt like it was like a montage playing as he was, you know, saying all this. And I, f- I felt different to what we've had before. It felt like they wanted to just have like a wrap-up monologue to explain how it all ended. It is. I am going to critique it a little bit in the sense that it feels like they knew that that it wasn't quite finished as an episode. Because, like, you know, that, that last five minutes that I'm talking about is, is really good. I like what it does, but it needed to be fleshed out. We needed more time dealing with this a little bit after. That needed to be maybe like 10 minutes earlier in the episode so we could have had some more stuff. And and I felt like maybe they were aware of that, that we'd, okay, we spent a lot of time on subplots and other stuff. So here's the actual resolution. We're going to tell you what happened, but we're not actually going to deal with any of it. Yeah, and one of the other things actually that I thought they could have focused on is when they're debating what they should do once they realize what it is and they're in the, they're in the ready room talking about it. And... Uh, you know, the doctor is like, oh, this is just like any, any, like, you know, virus. At least that's life form. This isn't life. And I thought it was interesting that at no point anyone sort of brought data as an example of he artificial sat life. Right there. Yeah, it was weird. Like, I, I it, felt it, like if because it, it felt like the conversation was kind of an extension of Measure of a Man to an extent, but they never really kind of looked at it that way or addressed it or 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 in any way like included data's existence in the conversation i mean obviously he's there and he's he's helping like solve it so he's not like he's not being ignored but they never like they, I mean, even i mean even if data himself or if picard on data's behalf said no but hey we have data would you would you kill him like you know like that could have been an interesting point to bring up yeah, it wouldn't have taken much, um, and it, it was really noticeable immediately. The doctor's like, "They're mechanical; they can't be alive." And I'm like, "Didn't we do this already?" Someone, someone goes, "Hey, data's here." And yeah, well, no, my my, can, my complaint's not that we've done it already. My complaint is that it should just be brought up in relevance to this. Not, not. I mean, we're going we're going to explore as as a you know as an android or machine. I'm like a living being. I'm sure we're going to explore that multiple times. When I, when I say we've done this already, I mean. In the sense of just brushing it over and, and like, okay, sure, yeah, whatever. Uh, what I mean is, if if we're gonna bring it up, 
actually, you know, reference that we've had this conversation. Go, hey, you know, you know, data's alive. You know, kind of reference it in that and context to kind of link up to this as well. If if, if like the idea that a life form is kind of growing, this artificial life form is growing inside the ship uh, from complete sort of gestation to this intelligent collective, which I thought was interesting. The word collective there. I mean, like you know, what I mean also something they could have theorized in conversations like hey could could this be some sort of new borg like maybe we should be terrified of this thing because of the way mm. it, it shares a consciousness it's not just because the way they describe it it's not like individual you know thinking like life forms it's one collective sentient yeah, yeah. force so that, that'd be an interesting conversation to throw in there and again not for the sake of actually saying that's what it definitely is but just for this you know star trek's about debating ideas and like throwing all these different things into the mix that's something else they could have brought up uh but it also just kind of feels like it underplays the idea that this life form exists like obviously at the end like okay we have to give it a home and we can't kill it i felt like the idea that we're talking to a completely new life form almost felt kind of like like it wasn't that big of a deal at the end that <laughs> it I really should like have done they were hinting at it when you know when they're talking. We just wanted to explore, and because like, hey, we get that. We're you know we're explorers too. We understand that desire, that need. Yeah, that was a and good line. That was a good line. That there, like there are moments where it's it's like it's so close to kind of really getting into it, which is why I think that you know that five minutes is you know the best of the episode by far. Um, but it's just it just needs a little bit more over the edge to to really dive into that territory. Another another ten minutes after that, dealing with this stuff. I think this could have been a, you know, some great stuff. Well, part of me wasn't even convinced that we're going to immediately accept the the, the apology and go for peace. Mm. Like, uh, you know, I, I thought, oh, maybe they'll actually try and take over the show. I didn't, you know, I didn't realize how much time I had left <laughs> in the episode. I wasn't, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, you know, they just kind of accept it, and that's that's fine. I'm not necessarily like against that, but it does feel like more of the idea and more of the plot could have been mined here at the end. And I, you know, this is something that happened a few times in season two where there was like a really interesting premise, but it was kind of, it focused on the wrong things and it focused on other stuff that wasn't as interesting. Uh, yeah. But the good thing about Star Trek is, is that I am fully confident that the ideas that were interested in this will be explored better later because they, they tend to come back to the same things and try and give them another go. And yeah, most of them usually have a good version uh, the one, the one thing the original series never quite nailed though was the uh, finding a primitive culture and mm. integrating with them, and something that Next Gen's also tried once or twice and failed miserably at. Uh, so, speaking of original series, was that a, a reference to one of those episodes? I'm not sure the exact one, but they talk about oh, there hasn't been a, you know, a a, a, star, a, a starship with a complete systems failure in like seventy odd years or whatever it was. Like, was that supposed to be a reference to a specific? Oh, uh, that may have been. Episode, I couldn't think of which one. The, the timeline's right. It's, it was about seventy years. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, technically, I'm sure there was a couple of times that happened in the original series. To be honest, yeah, like I can't think of a specific example, but I'm like, yeah, we definitely saw that. It's, it's why it's one of these things where they'll tell us it never happens, but because of the, we need plots for episodes, it happens all the time in the actual shows we do watch. Uh, and by all yeah. the time, I just mean more than once. So far more than... They're saying it's this rare thing that only happens once every 70 years. But we'll get maybe three plots over the seasons that do it. And it's like, well, <laughs> it's not that the rare, is it, guys? Come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, that was, the, that was the first episode called Evolution. Uh, let's have a look and see what's coming next time. Episode two is called The Ensigns of Command. Okay. Uh, after 111 years of silence, an extremely litigious alien race asserts its greed upon 
uh, sorry, uh, asserts its agreed upon right to wipe out a federation colony in its territory. So this is like a political dispute episode. Could be interesting. Could be interesting. Yeah, the average is not bad. It's why I was looking ahead at the rest of the season. We have like several like eight and ups this season. Oh boy. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, and one in particular is nine and up. So uh, mm, was looking... it like one of those like famous ones that you recognize the name of? Yeah, or it was or it just a high name. Okay, it was. Uh, so yeah, so we'll look forward to that next time. Um, yeah, play a little bit better than this one if if we're lucky. Uh, but that is uh, I really that, hope so. That is episode two coming next time. Uh, so let us know what you thought of this episode in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show and the channel, everything we do here, head over to patreon.com slash TV, and you can get some bonuses for your troubles and help you keep all the content coming. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again. Uh, check out the new reviews of Picard, which me and Tower are doing on uh, the weekly basis as they're coming out just now. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Star Trek, guys. And remember, when it comes to the ladies, Wesley Crusher is in complete control. <laughs>